On this episode of RVA Real Estate Talk, we talk EXP versus Keller Williams. What's the right brokerage for you? You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years of experience in real estate, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance buying and selling a home in today's incredibly hot and competitive housing market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I'm Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker, Mr. I Don't Need Coffee, Mr. Everyone's Best Friend Until He's Not, Mr. Trustworthy. It That's is my new. Too early to be podcasting. It's never too early for the camera. Galen, you, you got to think about this ready. way. You and I, we're camera people, I, we're not radio people. We're too good looking for the radio. I mean, you're, you're an everything person. We're, we're, you're good we're everywhere. TV people. Man, I'm feeling jacked. I can't believe it. You can't believe that I'm feeling jacked? I mean, I can. I'm just not there yet. You know what? Here's... I kept you up late last night. We went... <laughs> wow. Hey! Okay. Hey! <laughs> you need to elaborate on that you a little. You funny? Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Quickly. Two, two best friends can't ever have a conversation without someone's like, what? I'm like, hey, I gave Jared a neck massage. Everyone's like, what? No. So last night, we, went, we had a 715 reservation for dinner at Buckheads. And um, it was... Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was decent. Well, we had a new agent, so we took him out. Uh, he's, he he loves steaks and martinis, so we we're like, "Oh, let's go get food." And he's, he's like, "Steaks." So we did. We did buckheads. It was great. I, I that was the second time I've been to Buckheads now, and I thought everything was delicious, other than my actual steak. Interesting. Okay. All right. I mean, I think like the fries were good. That's the, kind of the, the most important part. <laughs> yeah. Well, the so, thing you're known for. Yeah, and I mean, I think it was just me because you liked your steak a so lot, right? So my steak was very flavorful. I made an an error, which is not their fault. It was my fault. Um, but I was just like, oh, I was just like talking and stuff. Like the, normally, I would have gotten medium rare. The kid who was our waiter was like kind of all over the place, and so he was like, "How do you? I'm like medium, and I'm like my brain's thinking. Medium rare. So it was just a little overcooked. So it was a little overcooked. Um, it, so like two people, I posted a little bucket. So like two people were like, what did you guys think? And I was like, um, it was okay. And then like my, my buddy Obi was just like, yeah, I went there. I thought it was trash. I was like, whoa, whoa. And I was like, why? He was just like, my service was not great. And he was like, he got a like bone in something. He was like, it was terrible. So I had the ribeye the first time I ever went. And normally at like a Ruth's Chris or, or whatever. I like all the steaks, but I'll, I'll go yeah. for a filet a lot at a, at a place like that. Um, but I did the ribeye and I just remember not liking it. And so yesterday I did the filet with the surf and turf lobster. And the lobster was delicious. It was probably the best lobster I've Wasn't ever had. Wasn't over, overcooked? No, it was like, it was tender it mm. was soft it mm. wasn't like really hard and crunchy yeah. like when you get like you know an overcooked lobster yeah. I mean, and whatever the butter they were using i think they may have put like some garlic or something i mean it was great that was awesome he got my buddy got the bone and ribeye i just liked and he was like i did not get it the green beans were pointless so you know like ruth chris <laughs> vegetables well, in general pointless lunch. well you know like any other steakhouse normally you just order the steak and then you get your side separately you know and they're not they're not going to give you stuff but they were like oh your salad's included and your, your greens are included and so i was like oh that's and and was the potato, that mixed right? greens or? yeah, so yeah. well it was like some green beans with like two carrots in it yeah that's what i got but um but they were like no flavor in it. I was like, why are they even doing this? It was like almost like a frozen bag of vegetables that they, feel like that that they microwave. Because, like, ah, because, it's, this on. Like, because it's included. They're like, get in there. <laughs> now don't get me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it was the same price as like a Ruth Chris steak. Well, no, sure. I guess it's not because you can do like the packages at Ruth Chris too. 
Mm. It was still cheaper than it would be to buy a steak at like Red Salt. Okay. You know, with with just the steak, but I love red sauce. It was, so. you know, I, I would say that's, I, uh, a, that's the place to go. I, what what I love, drinks did we? I, I mean, we got. I had a brown butter uh, Manhattan, Manhattan, and then I, I had I had one that I asked the the waiter about, and he had no clue. <laughs> I love that he was trying to sell his way through it, though. You're uh, yeah. like, so what exactly is this thing? And he's like, oh yeah, so the thank other you for ingredient asking. in the yeah. drink he is. Was like, As you such, I was like, no, I know that. And I was like, what's but this? What's this one? And he then like, I think came he, around across the table, was like, let me see what you're looking at. And I think he just like made something up. He was like it was like B and B, and he was like just was like, like yeah, burlesque a, and bitters. And like, I was yeah, like, okay, bed and breakfast. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, I was like, all right. So the uh, service was you that's know, rum okay. and coke. <laughs> he was a nice dude. He just like wasn't present. Yeah, like we left. That's at, a big thing. We left at like ten thirty. I think the restaurant closed at like ten. But from like ten to ten thirty, we're just like, oh, well, maybe they'll so, bring us our check. Did he leave? Did he go home? He was like, so is it like Bo- Boathouse now, where everything's oh. done on the menu and even the ordering and the paying, where you don't even see the waiter after? No, no, no not at all. They get it's the water for you. It's just like they give you a hard menu if you want a hard menu. And it's and like they tell you to do yeah. the appetizers and then wait till it comes and then order your meal. Like, like it's I like, guess I haven't been to boat Boathouse. It's so I was like, I'm, it's not going, like I'm not going to Boathouse these days. I, I've annoying. been to Boathouse. Where you, yeah, where you scan and order and stuff like that and all this stuff. That's then, it's completely different. And then, then, then the waiter's not on a tip. It's just a gratuity like all the way, so you don't even have to. And that's annoying too, because then it's like they don't not have that. Any... No, we're past COVID. I mean, he had a mask on. I he think they're the, keeping he, it. He was the only one that that had a mask on too. I don't know if I he just wasn't he was vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was he was like nobody, nobody else had a mask. Yeah, on. I mean, he, like he probably he's not like and like I would assume one, he's not vaccinated, and two. If he's not vaccinated, he's probably gonna get COVID because you saw the way he was like his mask was like right here. <laughs> he was like, oh. I was like, are you protecting your chin? Like, what is like I'm looking in your nostrils. Yeah, sorry, like, right. buckets. It, it wasn't it wasn't a bad meal at all. Uh, but it, here's the me, thing: it wasn't Bellasino's pizza. I'll still come back. <laughs> so if you don't know what Jared's referring to, one of our recent food fights was uh, to a place called, and we are getting so much feedback. Ooh. Not bad feedback, but like people Great are feedback. like. They they're definitely <laughs> understanding unique, intricate nature of Jared and I's relationship where I'm like trying to hold things together and like, you know, there's some redeemable quality about every person. And Jared's like, that person should drive into traffic. Yeah. But with Balazinos, I'm like, you know, it's not it's not well, I didn't hear about this. Like, burn it down. Jared, like people were like commenting, they're like, Jared's everything. Because <laughs> Jared's just like Ugh. No, ah, like a this kid, like you can't like get him to even chew it up. I'm like I'm like, oh, this is the Bellasino food fight that you filmed. Yeah, I know. I didn't hear I about that. So many like people were just like, Jared did not like Bellasino's, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Well, How did you tell? They're like, well, there was that part where he took the kerosene and was like sprinkling on the foundation of the building. I was just like, oh. yeah, he, he did love it. He I mean, everyone it. has their points. I mean, like you know, it's a food. It's a critic. That's I'm not. Sure. I'm not. I'm gonna keep my integrity. We are very honest. If I don't like it, I'm gonna tell I'm, you. I'm very honest with my. Food. Uh, so, so Buckhead, I mean, I think the atmosphere was kind of okay. I like the atmosphere. And, uh, I like the lighting. It was like very, like, the three The three wine dudes. was good. The cocktails were good. I got a Catalonia. Um, I ordered it strictly because I had a friend who was from Catalonia on the VCU tennis team. So I'm like, shout out to that guy. So I had the wine. I was like, it was amazing. Paired well with my steak fromage. Mm. Um, I had, uh, here's my... This is where I get a little Bill Burr on people when they're like, oh, do you want the potato du jour? And I'm like, just say mashed potatoes. <laughs> just say the word mashed potatoes. Please don't do this to me. Don't 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 make this weird right is now. Is that they're what like, you got? No, it's the uh, potato du jour. I'm like, is it whipped potatoes? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, did you put cheese in them? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, it's a mashed potato. 
<laughs> but those were delicious. Got that. Me and uh, Nick, we went Caesar salad. Big anchovies on the top was they it was like a full they were fish. Aggressive. I was like, I like, I was like, man, I didn't. I have, Nick like, is I like Nick. You were like cutting them up, Nick. You're like, Nick <laughs> pieces. Like, yeah. It was it was all right, but, no. but it's good. Night, we, got new, company, we got a new, new agent. agent. He's we got Nick coming on board. He's going to be awesome. Learn more about. He listens to the podcast. That's how he found us. So maybe if you're that a new is agent, a great full circle, or you want to to be an agent because you're listening to the podcast, then you can still reach out to us. We give our phone numbers out, and he just had the gumption to call us. Nick right, cold called two dudes from YouTube. That's right, eight zero four five three six sixty one hundred. That's my cell. He's on the team. I know. It's awesome. I mean, we're it doesn't get much We're at 23 better. agents now. We're growing. We're trying to get to 30 to 40 in the next 12 months or so. So, again, if you are in need of internet leads, in need of training, in need of guidance, in need of mentorship, if you're Friendship. getting a license, if you're already licensed, feel free to call us. We would love to help. We would love to help. So, I know Mike's just sitting over here not looking at his computer, and he normally cues up some insane music every time. But are we ready for the deep dive already? Where are we at time-wise? We we're 13 minutes, minutes, man. We've been Good. rambling. I well, like we've been running a little bit beforehand, too. That's true, too. It took me a while to get the first cut because I was trying to wake up still. Deep so cuts. let's deep dive. Deep cuts. This is like vlog music right here. This is what you should be putting cutting in my vlogs. It's already been in your vlog, so hot. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's relaxing. All right, fade, fade me out. Let's do this thing. It's fading. It's fading. <laughs> we just have to wait. Once Mike starts the fade, it's just, you just got to wait for it to go. There it goes. All right, Galen, what's our deep dive for today? Today, we are going there. We're going to talk a little bit about EXP versus Keller Williams. And, and we don't just mean them, but we're talking, we're going to isolate those two. But in general, we're talking about traditional brokerages, um, virtual brokerages, pros and cons. But we're going to let those two titans duke it out in our discussion. Yeah, this we, morning. We figured the title would be really long if we did EXP versus Keller versus Remax versus Long and Foster versus Compass versus Cap Center versus Redfin. So what we hear the most of though seems to be from new agents, right? A lot of people lean towards like a Keller Williams model because of the the training that they provide, right? And then EXP comes up because it's so virtual. People wonder, well, am I going to get any training? Am I going to get things? So we've broken this down into three categories, mainly, Galen. Yes, right? we did. So we're going to start with training. Is that number one? That's number one. What's number two? Money. Money. Okay. Just money. Money is going to be in commissions. Yeah. Okay. Splits and stuff like that. But Got people it. are generally like money. What's like? How am I how going to make? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. And then number three. And then the last one is down the road. Or, or, or my exit strategy. Yeah, what exit am I going to do long term? You know, am I going to be 70 years old, still showing houses, still yeah. calling agents and saying, I've been in the business for 35 years. Shoot me. When I, when I become that agent, just shoot me. <laughs> if I call you and I say, I've been doing this for 48 years, just tell me to get out of the business. 
No offense if you're old and you're listening to this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, only if you do that. Then, I'm, then I mean to offend you. I said you. nothing. If you're, not the, if you're not the old person that does that. I love the greatest love, generation. I would love to unlock. I would love to unlock. <laughs> this is how Galen saves the day every day. It's like Our the greatest face. generation, we thank you for your I'm just like, community they, service. Are y'all going to die at some point? Galen's like, that's what he means is that uh, you've done well in the business for the last 30 years. Longevity thank is something that we Thank you for passing the torch. We appreciate this thank torch. Thank you, Ethel. Can we just... Can we just unlock Thanks, your phone? Thanks, Agnes. What's can that? We, can we just unlock your phone and like you can hide the people's name on the realtors that have gone bad in your text messages <laughs> conversations? I block. I have multiple blocked agents, and you probably know who you are because I probably told you I was blocking you on the way out of this relationship. You're probably not listening to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you probably are. I think I think those are the, those are the ones that are like I'm seething still over our relationship. So here's the thing. We're let's go into training. When it's like your ex listening to it, right? So here's the thing. Let's go. Let's go. Sorry. Oh boy, you're gonna get us both in trouble. No, uh, I actually know several. All right, all right. Training, training. training. All right, so, so training one of the things that every agent wants to know is like, am I going to receive training, support, guidance? Those are big things, and I think that's. Let's start with Keller Williams because I mean, they definitely swing that flag left to right, saying. We are the training pros, gurus. Come to us. We are going to get you trained. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think that's why we included that is is kind of the comparo to EXP because mm, I like that. With with all of the new agents we talked to, so many of them, you know, that's on their list, or maybe they came from Keller Williams, or they're moving from a different brokerage, and they're thinking I, I didn't get enough training. I mean, we were at Remax before, and we had a a, a good first broker. Um, he would answer questions about maybe how to write a contract or this or that. But, you know, what I realized is most of the time the broker isn't doing but so much hands-on because they have so many agents. So they're not going to come on necessarily the appointments with you. They're not going to be going on your listing appointments. They're not necessarily even going to be handing you leads. Some brokers will, depending on the systems that they have set up. Um, so then what kind of training will you get? And Keller Williams <clears throat> is notorious for having a lot of hands-on classroom training i mean yeah gary keller that's his big thing i mean he wrote the millionaire real estate agent because he was like this is how you do it this is the model and so they are they they have the kw coaching the mapping uh they've got you know the mentor program and things like that which yeah yeah i'd agree yeah so then for to compare then we a lot of times here you know does exp do anything because again this is virtual. You don't have an office to go into, which we can get to in a second as we, we move through some of this stuff and training and support. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing that I wasn't sure about when I came on board. I said, you know, I didn't necessarily need as much that much training because I was already in the business for seven or eight years. But what about for a new agent? And what I have found is that EXP actually gives more training than any other brokerage out there. I think they're doing up to, what, 60 hours online now virtually each week? Is it 60 hours? Yeah, it's about sixty hours a week. Um, it to me, it's almost more than what you can ingest. You can't take it. <laughs> yeah, in. there's like, no way. I mean, they do so they do a rookie roundtable every month for brand new agents that want to sit in and see, you know, what 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 do I need to do as a new agent? What's going on in the brokerage that I should know? Um, but then if you're an icon agent, which is a top producing agent, uh, one of the things that you have to do 
or can do as an icon agent is sit on panels uh, each month and each week for different icon classes. So that's another thing that people can sit in on with top producers, see what they're doing. Um, we've got, I think, I think Grant Cardone's even doing like the online training with EXP in some way now. They've got like modules and stuff that yeah. he's doing because he's supporting. Um, so the training's been crucial. But what I will say is that because of the virtual nature, if you were just a solo agent, it can be very difficult to come in and just do your own thing because you don't necessarily have a broker's office to walk into. Now, you do have the virtual world, which when you use it properly, it works very well. But <laughs> most agents just aren't used to it. And even if they come from another brokerage, they're used to just walking to brick and mortar, sitting down with a broker, and it doesn't really work that way. So you kind of got to change your, your mental as far as how do you get a hold of people, where what departments do you get with. Once you get it, you get it. But as a new agent, if you were trying to figure it out, it could be very hard, but that's why I preface it with this. What I've realized in this business is that with EXP, a lot falls back on who actually sponsors you <laughs> and brings you into the sure. company. Yeah. Because for us, anybody that we're bringing into the company, the biggest thing that I've enjoyed about EXP from the training standpoint is that the brokers are there for compliance most of the time. And then outside of that, you have the agents. And at a, at a traditional model, model like maybe like Keller, you can ask for help, but they're not necessarily incentivized to help you. With EXP, I've noticed that the people that brought me in, every one of them wants us to grow. So they've helped us to grow. But because I've got such a good sponsor, He's helped me to get my business to where I want it to be. And that's not a broker thing for EXP, really. It's I not, mean. but but that's where the training and support comes yeah. in. Because if we're going to talk about training, then you have to clarify. If you just look up EXP's website and join as a solo agent with no sponsor, you're Ooh. probably going to have a difficult time. It's going to be a little bit challenging for you because it's just kind of like, you know, where do I start? What makes sense? And there's a lot of training that I think, let's be honest with you, if you're, if you're starting out by yourself, it's like, this is not helping you. Because no. it's like, all right, I, yeah, this is great, but how do I get a lead? What do I do with the lead? How do I close the lead? And that's how you, kind of more to your point. We were talking about your sponsors. It's like your sponsors, your teams, and we've talked about you know solo versus team. Yeah. That's where all of those things come into play, and that's what's going to make you a monster because you're like, all right, I've got the personality. Because there's a lot of people that are just like, I don't know where to go. Like, how do I, like, I'm great at talking to people. Where do I go? So you're thinking about like, you know, what do I need to accomplish in my business? And so training is very interesting. I, I We talked about this, you know, over dinner not too long ago. It's like if you're a solo person coming in, it's like, man, it, it's got to be wild for you. It's just like, all right, the, like just figuring out and then we've got agents. Like, I mean, even with us telling them this is what you yeah. need to do. This is how you go through the EXP world. This is what you do. It's like they still don't get it. So I don't know what you're doing if you're by yourself. You're like. Give us a call. We'll, we'll help you to the best of our ability. Yeah, and even agents that have come onto our team from other brokerages, you know, they'll come in and be like, I've been with this brokerage for three to five months, and I just don't – they're not telling me anything to do. Like, I wake up every day, and I have no idea where I should be spending my time, what I should be doing with my time. So, again, if you come in solo anywhere, then you want to make sure that not only are you getting training on how to write a contract, how to do these things, but where are you going to produce. So, uh, again, I think that if you were a solo agent and you had no support – then Keller would have a, a leg up on training because of, of all the hands-on classes they do there. Sure. But if you if you have a good mentor, I think EXP systems are, are kind of second to none because you've got people that are bringing you into the business that are going to essentially baby you. If Again, if you choose the right sponsor and mentor because some <laughs> people are just like... We've got people who have been sponsored by others and they joined our team. 
even though they were already with EXP. Yeah, we have, we have multiple people on our team now that were sponsored by other people but called us because they needed help. And if they come on team, that's great. We can still help them, obviously. But once they leave the team, you know, it's like there's not so much incentive. You know what I mean? You can you, We want to help our, our the people that are, are growing with us, right? So for training, I think for, for it, there's a huge misconception out there. The virtual brokerages don't have the training. But in reality, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, good luck doing all of that having a good mentor program, um, doing that. Um, EXP and Keller both have a force mentor program pretty much if you're brand new. So when you come in, I want to say your first, what is it, three or five deals, I think. Keller has like a mentor commission cut they kind of take out to have somebody that kind of walks you through it. EXP does the yeah. same thing when your first three deals if you're not joining a team and if you're brand new. If you're not brand new, then they don't. But otherwise, you're kind of forced into a mentorship program, which makes complete sense. You know what I mean? If you don't know what you're doing, you need somebody there to, to kind <laughs> of help. Someone to look over there and be like, all right, yeah, this looks good. <laughs> yeah, so online training, good. Mentorship, you know, we've got, at least locally, we've got a couple like level up expert groups and things like that where we're trying within the brokerage to help each other with training classes each week as well on a local level. But we have agents that are in our downline that are in, you know, Hawaii and Utah and Maryland and different places like that. So it's also creating a nice network as well. So, um, yeah, I think training Keller, if you're solo and don't have a good mentorship, if you've got a team or a mentor or a sponsor that you think is actually going to help you on the EXP side, then I think far uh, above it's actually going to be better. But if you don't, then you may want to, if you don't know anybody yet, you may want to start with the killer on the training side. All right, so let's talk about the next one that obviously to me it's going to make the mean the most to a person. It's the money, you know, my splits, my caps. What am I getting for my investment? Are they investing in me? Are you investing in them? What are we looking at? Yeah, so I think you know commissions obviously can can vary so <laughs> wildly. <laughs> you know we don't and we don't own EXP and we don't own Keller Williams. So you know if you got some special deal that's kind of stroked out with them, great. And we're not talking about our splits or any splits in particular. You know people get finicky about that. I mean you can talk about a lot, but there seems to be a definite. Don't talk to him, don't there's definitely don't people talk. out there that are like, don't you dare talk about a commission split, right? So, so you kind of got to walk on eggshells with certain people. But ultimately, with what I've seen, it seems to me like most new agents that come in, if they're if they're new and they're not on a team, it seems to me like they're walking away with about sixty three to sixty five percent of what they sell with Keller in their first few deals because there's yeah. essentially a franchise fee that it's stays there. It's like a 6% there. franchise there's fee. There's a, a mentor fee. There's a, you know, there, there's a lot of different things. That, I think that it rolls in, out. It's like a 64. You like you walk away with 64, then you got to give them 30, but then you got to give them the 6% for your franchise. And then that depending on where you're at with your mentorships. The so. mentors may take off a little bit more. Essentially yeah, so if you graduate down. past the three deals. But it, I think it's still kind of sub-70 and then works its way to 70. And then I don't think it ever hypothetically fully caps, right? When you look at it, I think there's always like a something because they, they just... And again, this, this you is... You might be different. You're, you might be different. I don't need a bunch of hate mail that says, this is what I'm paying. But at the end of the day, when we look at the overall, when we talk to agents, and then obviously different franchises can probably work different deals, but at least one locally we just saw kind of redid their deal, and now it says that they're going to charge an admin fee once they hit their splits. Mm-hmm. But what they want you to do is charge your clients the admin. That's what they recommend. And you don't have to. But otherwise, but you pay someone for it. To get them yeah, I think one of the things, I think, so, you know, and we'll talk about EXP a little bit here about, like, caps and stuff, but I think with Keller Williams, they've got, 
something caps, but it's not the way others cap. Like I think that six percent franchise like caps at like three thousand, mm-hmm. and then after that, but like that's ne- it's never like your full. And then you have the office cap, and then once exactly. you hit the office cap, then they do the transaction fee. That again, they try to get you to charge your clients. So there's a lot of complications. So I actually sat down with Keller uh, before we left Remax because one of the brokers wanted me to meet. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to think about moving, I might as sure. well meet with multiple people and see. And so it was just a hard breakdown to try to figure it out. And then at the end of the day, it seemed like it was going to cost me a lot of money. Now, at the end of the day, the other thing to keep in mind is that if even if the split's worse than somewhere else if you're getting proper training and support and everything else then it's not that big of a deal because think about it you may be paying more with keller williams but they are going to give you that office space most of the time you've got that brick and mortar whereas you go with something like exp where it's virtual now in our area at least they give you access to the regis co-working places yeah um i think it's a nationwide agreement with exp for that so if you live in a city or a town that's got regises then you you could have some co-working space there um we actually lease an office so anybody that joins our team you know they've got office space but if you want your own office space then now you've got an expense to incur there versus maybe having that Keller brick and mortar. Now, you probably won't have necessarily a private office at Keller, but you'll have a place to work. Place to work yeah. But if you want that private office and desk, a lot of times, again, you're going to have to up the ante. We had to pay desk fees in addition to our office yeah, fees if, at Remax yeah, to be able I, to have an office and like if I started at, Yeah, if I started at Remax, if I was by myself, then I would have probably been in the bullpen. Yeah, because I wouldn't have, you know, wanted to pay the money out, you know, not knowing anything in the beginning. Just so, but you would have had a bullpen. There would have been a bullpen. Yeah, so you would have had a place. <laughs> you would have been, you'd only been the only person probably in there. Yeah, so. And you. So you would have had a place, right? So, <laughs> this is all mine. Yeah, and that and so that's <laughs> but that may be something that's huge for somebody, right? Yeah. You may say like, I need a place to go. I don't want to factor it in. And for sometimes even teams, like you know, we talk to different teams that are at different brokerages. One of their biggest hangups is, man, I, I want to take advantage of the benefits of EXP. But I, I'm not having to pay for an office right this second. We produce at a level where maybe, maybe their brokerage gives them an office. And so they have to try to justify those costs, which, again, you, you have to be able to justify. Sometimes it's justifiable. Sometimes it may not be, right? Yeah. Um, EXP splits, pretty straightforward. Again, unless you have some special deal that you worked out, <laughs> you know, you're probably keeping about 80% of your commission. You pay a $16,000 cap. I want to say Keller's at like a 25000 or something thousand. Yeah, I forgot what and, it was. And, and hey, if you're yeah. watching this, if you want to send us messages, correct, add hey, comments this is somewhere. What it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, for sure, do it. That'd be great. Um, but once you cap, you hit 100%. You go to a $250 transaction fee, essentially. Um, with 100%, which you're going to hit at about $2.5 million in sales. What's cool, though, is if you can do 20 deals at that $250 transaction fee, they give you your $16,000 split back in company stock. So if you're a producer that can do, say, 30, 35 deals a year, 40 deals a year, you're actually only going to end up paying about $5,000 in fees once they give you the stock back. So it's by far the the cheapest that I've seen, even compared to, like, uh, you know, I know we're saying Keller and EXP, but to throw some others in there in the ring, you got your discount brokers yeah. where they say, hey, we'll charge you a $400 flat fee transaction fee for every transaction. Well, some of those companies will cap. So, again, I don't know what your cap is, but some of them don't. So, you think if you really Forever. start producing yeah. and you do 100 deals a year, well, you're going to give them $40,000. But their whole marketing spiel is like, well, it's low fee, so we're not going to do anything for you. But in reality, once you become a top producer, like it's very high fee <laughs> until you renegotiate something. So, um, 
you know, it, it, it again, it's going to depend on where you're producing at because you may not be doing 30 deals a year. Again, if you're a new agent, you're not going to get that 16,000 cap back. I almost kind of want, I mean, th- and this is just a broad generalization. Please don't, you know, go crazy on me. But I'm thinking if you are a high producer, are you going to a discount broker? No. I mean, I, yeah, it's just I don't like, think so. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't some. Sure, Again, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm, I'm trying not, saying, not to offend everyone like, on this podcast. <laughs> you we're might just, be. We're trying to saying, be informative, but, yeah. but when we think about our discount brokerages here in town, and I'm really not going to name them because uh, I will offend everybody. And there's, I mean, one in particular where almost every team meeting is just about how bad every agent is that we have to deal with at that brokerage. I mean, every single week it's just something. They're obviously not getting the training. They're discount agents. They're not selling that many houses. And I'm not saying there aren't some there that are producing. There's one there that claims to have you know 20 pending all the time, even though they had like four pending the other day when when they were like making an argument. But uh, for the most part, that's the funny thing about real estate. This is like a side point, but someone's like, I've got 40 pending, and like everyone could be like, Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> you just, like, just look. So is it the three that we <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. They're like they're they're all they're off they're off the market. It's just funny how people There's, talk. People yeah. like I've I've never had less than twenty pending. Wait, any they good. do that? And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what is that? Why would they? If you know that you can look it up. And so like, I mean, maybe they. Mean, I mean, there's yeah, right? like and there's investment deals. There's off markets. If you're on a team, then maybe stuff is pinned differently. So like I know like even our numbers are skewed based on what they look up. But I also know like we've sold a hundred. Well, not that much. Like we've sold 105 houses this year so far at the midway point of the year and we average you know at some points in the year less than 20 pending at 200 some deals a year now we've had as many as 42 pending but that's like me saying we never have less than 40 to 50 pendings at a time like that's just it's just not true anyways we we tangent all right back so yeah all right so oh and then and then you got to think your monthlies too so um you know i think Keller's cheaper on that run. I think they're about forty-five a month to be with Keller. Fifty. Mm-hmm. It's about eighty-five on the EXP side. The only real thing you're getting is um, it's tech fee. It gives you like KV Core and their systems. Nice so you CRM. do get a CRM out of it. Um, which, if, again, if you're solo agent and you want CRM support, it's nice because KV Core is about three hundred fifty bucks on its own, right? Yeah. Um, but if you're going to use a different CRM, then it doesn't really help you that much. All right. So you we've I mean? got. Just to keep us on on pace for everything we're talking about. Now, let's think about the end of the road. Not end of life, but end of the road. Like, do you Exit want strategies. to do this forever? Like, what do you want to do down the road? How do you want... Do you want to go to work every day for the rest of your life? Or are you looking at opportunities? And this is the thing I think that attracted us uh, to EXP. Because it just makes so much, so much sense. It's like, oh, wait a minute. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about down the road. What What is the Keller Williams exit strategy? Sell till you die <laughs> or save enough money Sell that you save. can retire. Yeah, SOS. Or, or buy a Keller Williams franchise, which then you're technically a broker, so you probably want to sell that at some point to like cash out. Or yeah. you build a team that you could sell out, but that's tough. Like a Selling a team is a tough, a tough gig. I'm not saying it can't be done. But especially if you're the producer as well. Um, And this isn't against Keller. This is really our business, right? So if you're a new realtor or if you're a realtor that's been in this for a while, you have already realized this. there is no 401k plan as a realtor, right? There is no 
exit strategy. There is no pension that you're going to get. You just need to sell enough that you can save until you hit Social Security or put it into other investments and buy other investments. You know, we own apartment buildings, we own you know rental houses, yeah. we flip houses. We have other businesses running, obviously outside of this, the podcast. You know, food fights, things like that, modeling, but modeling, but personal at some, security. At some point, you probably are going to want to bow out, and so you're not going to get anything at, at most brokerages. There's nothing against it. It's just the industry we're in. But and that's yeah. I was like, it's nothing against any brokerages because it's like you know, if you sell cars, yeah, you're 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 a 1099 contractor, right? Yeah. That's what you are. You're a contractor. You can choose to pay yourself a salary or just give yourself money. Right, but at the end of the day, that's what you are. You're a contractor, and and it ends when you when you stop. I'm a hired gun. So if you want the perks, right? If you want some kind of exit strategy, what does EXP give you? Well, the great thing about it, multifaceted, right? It's a public company. They give you stock just to sell houses, right? right. You so get that one. You get free company houses. stock. You have a, a company match. So as of now, you know, sometimes things change. You know what I mean? So I don't know when, if you listen to this podcast in three years, who knows where everything we talked about is. Join now. But right now, you know, 5% of your commission you can take away and throw into company stock and they'll give it to you at a 10% discount. So you're going to get a 10% gain right away. So you're already building a stock plan of some kind. As you bring people into the company, they'll also give you company stock when they sell their first houses. When you sell your fa- first house each year, they give you some company stock. When you cap each year, they give you some company stock so that gives you a little nest egg you know in addition to hopefully your savings and the other things you're doing as a solo agent you're going to be getting some benefits last year alone they gave me over six figures in company stock just for doing what we needed to do right but the big thing is rev share now you may be an agent that has no care about rev share we typically don't try to talk heavily about that when agents come on board because a lot of agents just want to sell ad our houses they don't want to yeah. try to recruit or anything like that and exp is a bad name out there sometimes when people are like oh my god exp agents are trying to recruit me all the time the difference is brokerages are all trying to recruit you all the time <laughs> but only the broker is because that's the only guy that benefits Flip side, now you get EXP agents trying to recruit because it Everyone benefits, benefits them, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, you know, it sounds like we're preaching the second coming because it really is, it has changed the industry, right? It has made it so that agents like us can sell, do what we're doing, build businesses, help other people build businesses, and then turn that into residual revenue. You know, once you sell a house, you're done. You get your commission, it's finished. Walk away, yeah. You don't make anything else until that person wants to sell or they refer you to work for somebody else. RevShare, on the other hand, gives us revolving checks every month that we do nothing for. And even if we stop selling, we can make money indefinitely forever off of it, right? So essentially what happens is if you bring anybody into the company, you get a portion of that $16,000 cap. It's a flat. It's flat. It makes complete sense. Keller Williams, if you're listening to this as a Keller's agent, you say, oh, we have profit share. Well, the difference is that profit share is based on that office's profits, so if they don't post profits at the end of the year or the end of the quarter, then they can dwindle down on what you get paid. It Zero also creates nothing. a problem because yeah. if you say, well, how much can I make or will I make on this agent, they can't actually tell you. There is no steady number. So it's hard to track a retirement account based on that, right? It's hard to know, you know, well, what can I do? 
EXP is pretty straightforward. For every agent you bring in, you can make 2,800 bucks off of their, their cut every single year. But that's what that 16 that goes to EXP. So they're not losing any more money. You as an agent aren't losing any more money by coming in. It's just EXP saying, hey, we don't have a franchise owner. We don't have brick and mortar. So we're going to take this split and we're going to pay it back to the agents. And I think what's important that people have to understand, it's like when you, as we're saying this, we're saying the fact that you as an agent or the agent that you're recruiting, they have to produce. It's not just like, oh, a license fee, a license, you know, it's like, no, they have to actually be doing what they were already hopefully going to do, what they got into the business to do, and that's to sell houses. And so as you sell houses, as you make money, as you work, so there's a tangible thing that you have to do that brings this money in. It's not just like, oh, well, if you come in, then maybe I'll sign this guy's like, no, if none of you guys do any actual yeah, work. Yeah, you don't make any money. No one makes any money. But here's the thing, right? When you look at it, it may be something that you don't care about initially, yeah. but I will tell you, if you're in this business for any longer than three, four, five years, you are going to bring people into your brokerage because people are going to call you. Past clients are going to call you. Friends are going to call you. They're going to say, I want to be in real estate. Where should I go? What should I do? If you're How likeable. can you help me? Like, if, sure. I mean, well, we get calls all the time. But, but we're likeable. So when that happens, yeah. right, at our old brokerage, I brought three people in. I got a 1000 bucks out of each person on their third sale, and that was it. That was the end of it. That was the most I could ever get with this model it's 2800 bucks a year every year eternally as long as they're selling and then it runs seven layers deep so and that's good let's pivot there real quick because you know you you got a thousand dollars for bringing in people that's not how it is everywhere oh some people are like here's a starbucks gift gift card card. here's a five dollar gift card to starbucks strong shake appreciate you bringing this agent in it's gonna make us a ton of money so there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this and they're like you got a thousand dollars it's like so yeah yeah. you're right some people get absolutely nothing so but to be able to build something and and again it's hard to comprehend until you you see it, yeah. right? I mean, I've got people that the person that brought me in is making $60,000 plus a month in rev share. That's just the check. And when I tell people that, they're like, oh, that's just company stock. Or they don't get it, right? Yeah. But when you actually realize, no, this is this is money that they wire to your account every single Non-stock. month. Whether you sell, whether you don't sell, whether your team sells, that's just straight cash. I, the, the the highest paid rev share person I know is making about 900000 a month now, something like that, I think, which is insane. But the fact of the matter is that if you wanted three grand a month, four grand a month, five, ten, indefinitely, that's very easy to build with this company. It's very easy. And we've, that we've, is why it's growing so and fast. That's why it's the fastest growing brokerage in the world. So, again, it may sound crazy. It may sound, you know, unbelievable. But it is. We've been here a year and a half, yeah. and our rev share checks are thousands of dollars a month. Right? So there we go. So we've got those. Those. That's our nice little run of EXP versus Keller Williams, traditional versus virtual, training, money, cash, and down the road. And if you have any more questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to Jared Pretty Boy Davis that's right. uh, and Galen Parker. Jared, how can they reach you? 804-536-6100 is my personal cell. My Instagram handle is underscore underscore the Davis group. You can find us on YouTube. If you're not already watching this on YouTube, you can find us in the podcast. You can find us on Facebook. But if you have any other questions about EXP, if you'd like to join a team, if you'd like to have some mentorship, yeah. feel free to reach out to us just like our boy Nick. Nice job, Nick. Galen. If you need to reach me, it's Galen Parker. Google me, baby. 804-274-9016. And that's another thing I've been talking that we need to talk to the team about. It's like, how Googleable 
are you? We, so I ran, I ran a quick test on some of our agents. I'm like, all right, you guys, we need to step the game up. All yep. Right. This has been another episode of RVA Real Estate Talk. Thank you for listening. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 